Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Great to be in the house of God. While we're worshipping before, I just felt confidence stirring in some people's hearts. The enemy's tried to rob your confidence, but God is our provider. Kelly, as you were worshipping, I saw you step into a new place of confidence. Something shifted in your soul and you go for it with confidence. Don't back off. Just keep going for it. And I saw a picture. Have you seen some of those newer houses and they have those sort of tin soldiers out the front sort of for decoration? They're like Roman soldiers. And they look so imposing as if they'll stop you coming into that place. But I saw some people, you've been intimidated by the enemy, by sickness, by lies, by pressure, as if they're going to stop you getting in. But then I saw you come up and you nudged it and you realised they were just made of aluminium or stuff and they just fell straight over. But the enemy makes it look like he's got a stronghold and you can't be free. You can't be healed. And intimidation and fear will come against you and rob your confidence. But today, I saw as we were singing that song, the power of the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall succeed. There's no rival to the power of the name of Jesus. And you need to speak that name to that giant that looks so intimidating, but one little nudge in the name of Jesus, and that thing loses its power over your mind and over your heart. And there are people here today, you need to speak to that giant of sickness, of pain, of intimidation. You need to speak it out from your spirit in the name of Jesus. Because our God is the almighty God, not just the mighty God. He says, I'm the Lord Almighty. When David came against Goliath, Goliath came and said, I come in all my strength and my height and my armor and intimidation. David goes running over and says, I come in the name of the Lord Almighty. Get ready to meet your end. Because he knew God was Almighty. There's some people here this week, the enemy's tried to rob your confidence. You've been facing some changes or things that have tried to rob and steal from you. And right now, we need to declare the name. You need to declare the name of Jesus against that thing. You need to face that thing and realize that one nudge in Jesus' name and it falls over, but it's looked so strong and so intimate, like it's going to steal and rob from you in Jesus' name. I want you right now to lift up the name of Jesus. If you're facing that giant, something that's robbed your confidence, that looks so strong and intimidating, I want you out of your mouth to declare in Jesus' name, I am a conqueror. In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against me will succeed. No weapon will rob my confidence and my peace. It's yours. It's yours. Reach up to heaven now and declare that over that thing that has tried to intimidate you. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over that and I release your presence, your healing power. Lord, your confidence, your strength, Lord, would fill everyone's hearts now. It's not our strength, it's your strength in us. And Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus against that giant, that intimidation, that fear that thinks, seems to be so strong in Jesus' name. We take authority over that and we declare freedom, healing, release. That's right. Just declare it for a moment longer. You need to speak it. You need to speak with confidence, authority in Jesus' name. I speak to that giant of intimidation that's tried to rob my health or my peace or my purpose in Jesus' name. I declare in the name of Jesus, we are overcomers. And even right now, there's some people that you've got a giant of sickness. Someone's got a, a, a tooth or an infected gum in your, 
uh, in your uh, mouth and it's really causing you a lot of pain, a swollen thing. And the other picture I saw, I'm trying to describe what I see in the spirit right now. It's like there are nerve endings or blood vessels and there's a blockage from blood getting to parts of your body where it's meant to go. It may be causing chillblains or lack of movement and blood flow to your toes, to the extremities of the body is what the Spirit of God's telling me. And God wants to bring healing. I can see it in my spirit right now, like the blood flowing where it hasn't flowed for a while. I can see it going and joining through the cells and the, the blood vessels and veins in your body. And parts of your body haven't been working right. The enemy's tried to steal it. I see it happening in someone's brain. I see it happening in someone's fingers and toes and down to the extremities of your body in Jesus' name. If that word is for you or for that uh, swollen gum or infected arm, just lift your hand where you are right now. I just feel the word of the Lord. Just lift it up on high right now. Keep it up there because I can feel the presence of Jesus. This is a word of knowledge where God gives me an, an insight of what's happening in the spirit realm for someone's body. Keep it up there. Congregation, I want you to find someone with their hand raised and let's go and pray the prayer of agreement. Don't swamp them, but just come beside them and say, can I just support you in prayer right now? Just come with confident faith. I just feel God's healing power in this place. Some things are shifting. And if you're the one being prayed for, I want you to, by faith, see that flow happening. What the symptoms are, you're going to believe for that to shift right now in the name of Jesus. Let's declare with faith. It's the name of Jesus, the finished work of the cross. Today, I believe for a miracle in this house right now. Lord, I release that blood flow in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I release your healing over that brain cells. I release your healing over those fingers, those toes, other parts of the body that have been blocked. Someone's elbow, there is a blockage of blood flow in your elbow and your wrist, and I release Release that right now in Jesus' name. We declare your healing power. Lord, come, touch their body. Release them right now in Jesus' name. I release the blood to flow because you shed your blood on the cross. And Lord, it forgives us of our sin and heals our diseases. And right now, Lord, we take that finished work and we release it over people's bodies right now in Jesus' name. I pray for that infected gum, that tooth right now. Break that pain in the name of Jesus Christ. I release that healing right now in Jesus' name. Let's give him praise. Lift your hands and let's thank him right now. Jesus, oh, we thank you, Lord. You're our healer. Lord, you're our confidence. You're our strength. And Lord, we see those intimidating metal giants tumble. And Lord, we can walk forward in victory. I want some of you to see that and believe for it in the name of Jesus. I can see it so clear in my spirit, and I've learned that what you see in the spirit, you can have. If you add faith to it, you can have it. Lord, I just thank you. You're teaching us as men and women of God to live in the life of your spirit, to be overcomers, to help others to be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your word just run right now like a river in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats. God bless you. I love the Holy Spirit because He's here to meet with us every day in your home, in our church. Oh, God, just let the river flow. Kay Asmar, our cleaner, came and spoke to us in the first service. And she went to Life Group this week and had a, uh, a real growth of uh, a cyst like on underarm there. And they got prayed for. And she went to the doctor next day and said, it's gone. Totally gone. She said it was a really big one. It just disappeared. Doesn't have to happen here on Sunday. It can happen wherever people agree in faith and where you trust God. 
and we're going to see more and more. Last week I started a short series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In uh, Matthew 3.16, we have a beautiful picture. It says, as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. What a beautiful picture. Doves are incredible creations of God. But when Don McDonald was here, he mentioned something that I'd never really seen fully before. We know the dove has two wings. That's awesome. And birds need two wings. You've got a one-winged bird. It's going to go around in circles and crash really quickly. It's like when you're out rowing and you lose one of your oars. What happens? You go round and round in circles or you end up sinking. But the most fascinating thing is the wing feathers on the doves have nine points on each end of the feather. And so that speaks to me. The dove represents the Holy Spirit. So there are the nine fruit of the Spirit and the nine gifts of the Spirit. And we need both of them to be functioning and flowing in and through our lives if we want to live in the fullness of Christ. And we talked about the fruit of the Spirit a little while ago, about fruit growing and flowing. And today I just want to build on this area of the nine gifts of the Spirit. Because often... We don't realize how powerful they are and how often God wants to flow through us and to us. And we want to pick that up today. In 1 Corinthians 12, 1, it says, Now about the spiritual gifts, special endowments given by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant. Wow, that's what the King James says. In other words, God says you need to know about them. And I'm amazed how many Christians know the fruit of the Spirit, they can list off all nine of them, love, joy, peace, patience. But when you ask them for the nine gifts of the Spirit, people sort of stumble over, well, there's prophecy and um, healings, and, and they stumble over to get the nine gifts of the Spirit out. And I want to pick up today and look at those. Verse 4 says, Now there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace an extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers, but it's the same Spirit who grants them and empowers believers. Verse 11, all these things, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually just as He chooses. So when we get born again, the Spirit of God comes within us, we get filled with the Holy Spirit and have that overflow of speaking out of the tongues and the power of God comes and all of a sudden you start to live in a new spiritual dimension. And sadly, Many Christians don't understand the power of this, and we live less than. And it's like they're gifts. And I said last week, I bet not too many of you have got unwrapped Christmas gifts from last year. bet they're not sitting in the cupboard or under your bed. Most people unwrap them. Kids, they unwrap them by 4.30 in the morning, or they've snuck in the night before and unwrapped them and done whatever. But I'm amazed how many Christians have all these gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us, and we don't even recognize them, we don't unwrap them. We don't get the power of them. They're gifts that God gives us as He determines. And He wants us to respond. And what are these gifts? 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So it's not just to make you look spiritual. It's for to bless others. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. How are we going to get these gifts? 
We need to seek the fullness of the Spirit, not just His power or gifts. If you seek the Spirit of God, the gifts come with Him. It's like if you want healing, don't just go after healing. Say, Jesus, I want to know you because you're the healer. So if you get close to Jesus, guess what? Healing, peace, He's the Prince of Peace. Those things start to fill and overflow our lives. Same with the Holy Spirit. He comes into our lives and He brings those gifts that are needed. What's the best gift? The best gift's the one that's most needed wherever you are. If someone needs healing, uh, they don't necessarily um, need a discerning of spirits. They need healing. I believe God for a gift of healing. And God brings and carries that to our lives. Secondly, if you want to move in the gifts of spirit, you've got to know His voice. That was my journey. It took me about 12 months as an 18-year-old learning to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. I thought, is that my voice? Is that the enemy's voice? Is that the Spirit of God's voice? And learning how to discern that is the best thing you can teach a new Christian. It's the best thing you can teach your children or grandchildren how to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. How does God speak to them? And we see Ashley's got artistic um, skills and gifts. And so God will speak to him, I bet, in visual and pictures a lot. Other people, um, God will give a flow of spontaneous words. I know it's the Holy Spirit when it's smarter than I could think up. That's got to be God, you know. <laughs> you finish the conversation, and think, whoa, that had to be God. I could never have thought of that. And God will speak through dreams, through visions. Someone will be preaching or hearing you, hearing someone's testimony, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, that's for you, and this is how I'm going to outwork it in your life. You think, whoa. Or preaching or reading the Scriptures or prayer, whatever. God shows His ways. And he wants us to know his voice and to live in that. The nine spiritual gifts are listed. They're broken into three areas. There's three gifts of revelation or supernatural insight. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and understanding, the discerning or distinguishing of spirits. Second is three gifts of power, getting things done supernaturally. Boy, we need the supernatural power of God. And whenever Jesus showed up, things shifted and changed. Why shouldn't they today when God flows through us? And it does. Three power gifts is healer, gifts of healing, work and miracles, and the gift of faith. And thirdly, there are um, three vocal gifts, gift of prophecy, message in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And God wants us to understand how these gifts work. And a lot of believers think, well, they're just for the evangelists and the pastors or chaplains that need that power. Some people think they, they were poured out of the in the day of Pentecost, but then when the Bible came and other things, we don't need those anymore. Boy, we need it more than ever. There's nowhere in the Bible says that they finished. This is the life of the Spirit of God, and we need this power, this life, the supernatural element to our faith growing and increasing. I couldn't do ministry without the power of the Holy Spirit. I would just be swamped and overwhelmed. And you can't live your Christian life to the fullness that God has for you without the element of the supernatural and the life and power of the Holy Spirit. It's how God's designed us to flow and grow. Remember, it's not your gift, it's the Holy Spirit flowing through you. Gifts are an expression of the heart and nature of God. 1 Corinthians 12, 6 says there are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. The Greek word for working indicates power that is in operation. Spiritual gifts cause breakthroughs, transformation, revelation. That's what they're designed for. Just like today when the Spirit of God started speaking to me during the worship, all of a sudden I get a word of knowledge about 
a blood flow being blocked and starting to flow. That releases faith for me, but it releases faith for people. So, hey, that's just what I've been wrestling with. And all of a sudden, your faith goes to another level. Think, wow, if God would love me that much to show me my situation to someone else, he knows all about it and he's more powerful and can break it through. They bring faith. When someone gives a prophetic word, all of a sudden, the, the atmosphere changes. It changes, it shifts. You're talking with someone at the workplace and God will give you a word of knowledge about their real situation. T- people won't talk about their real pains, they'll talk about the, all the others and, and the, blame someone else. And, but the Holy Spirit will always take you to the heart of the matter. I used to work in a bank and we'd be around the lunchroom table. Someone would be talking, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit say, why don't you ask him about this because that's the real issue. Thank God, if I do that, we're in the lunchroom, we've got 10 minutes before we go back to work, this is going to take longer than 10 minutes, because I know as soon as I throw that in, there's going to be tears and the power of God will come, and so I'll say, how did you know that? And the power of God starts to break, and things shift. And I was just a young guy learning to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's not weird and wacky, it's powerful, it can, a parent trying to organize with their kids, and I shared with Pastor Russell Evans from Planet Shakers last week, and some of you might have heard the story. His mum was a, an amazing woman of God. And Russell was getting himself sorted out, 15-year-old. God was calling him, but he was a pastor's son. He didn't really want to become a pastor. So one day, he was going through his little wobbly phase of teenage, about 15. He went off to the movies, to a movie he shouldn't be watching. So his mum's at home praying, and the Holy Spirit shows her where her son is, what movie he's watching, and what cinema he's in. So being a nice mum, she doesn't just pray about it and confront him when he gets home. She drives to the cinema, walks in the back, walks into the cinema and yells out, Russell Evans, get out of here! He sort of comes out. Let me tell you, that turned his life around because he realised he could never run from God. You might think that's radical, but God, Russell needed something pretty strong right then. And he realized he could never run from God again because every time he tried to stray, the Holy Spirit would show his mum or dad or someone else what was really going on. That's love, not control. God loves it. That was a radical intervention because Russell needed that. And now he's a great man of the Spirit and he prophesies and moves in the power of God ever since because he knows the power of it to change a life. God loves us so, so much. So let's look at the first one, gift of word of knowledge. We looked at a bit, uh, word of wisdom, sorry, but we'll just uh, grab that and uh, develop it more. It's not the gift of natural wisdom or wisdom of maturity experience, but it's a supernatural word of wise counsel. God has all knowledge and all wisdom, but sometimes he'll just drop something in your heart that will shift a conversation, that will help bring the truth. The kids are telling you the story and your Holy Spirit's saying, that's not the whole story. This is the rest of the story. And you think, wow, my mum was like that. You couldn't get anything past her because she would pray every night and she knew what was going on in all of our lives. And as believers, we can help not to embarrass people, but to love them and bring them in to freedom. So the word of wisdom gives you a supernatural gift of wisdom. It's not just natural wisdom. And Proverbs is all about wisdom. God wants us to be the wisest people. And in life, in business, in parenting, in relationships, in finances, everything we do. Because the Word of God will bless us abundantly and help, make you, help you to make good decisions and good choices in your life. But this is a supernatural part of information that God will bring. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Ask, seek, and knock. 
God will impart wisdom to anyone who asks for it, and He will release a word of wisdom when you need it to bless or help other people. And Jesus, He floated all the time. Remember when they came to trap Him with the the taxes? Should we be paying taxes to the government or not? So Jesus gets a word of wisdom, show me a coin, his face is on it with Caesar, says, okay, just give to Caesar what's Caesar and give to God's what God's, what's God's. And they walked away shaking their heads saying, we can never trap you, Jesus, you're just too smart. And a word of wisdom would come. And we see it over and over in his life. What about the woman caught in adultery? They wanted to stone her. Jesus could see that this was a setup because the guy wasn't there. And they weren't fulfilling all the law. They were just picking out parts that they wanted to help take advantage of the law. So Jesus wrote in the ground. I'd really love to know what he wrote in the ground. I wonder if he wrote about forgiveness or whether he started to write out all their sins in the ground. I don't know what he did, but something happened. So then he looks up and says, he he who is without sin cast the first stone. That was a word of wisdom that unraveled the whole situation. They all slinked away and then Jesus and her, and he speaks life to her and says, hey, this is a chance for you to change your life. Wow, that's a word of wisdom. They mightn't be all that traumatic, but sometimes God will give you a simple word of wisdom that shifts the conversation, brings truth to bear, brings revelation and hope into people's lives. They said, who's your neighbor? Jesus told this Good Samaritan story, which is a world-famous story now. The person that God brings upon your path that is connected to you. Acts 6.10 says, they could not stand up against Stephen's wisdom or the spirit by which he spoke. Wow. I'd encourage you, if you're in difficult situations, at work, at home, ask God for a word of wisdom. Sometimes it'll come just like that. You'll be driving in the car and all of a sudden you just know. Or you wake up in the morning and think, I know the answer. You ever had that happen? You wake up, you just know the answer that you've been thinking and praying for for weeks. A word of wisdom comes and the Holy Spirit gets you. So it happens while you're asleep because while we're awake, we're reasoning it all away and God's trying to get through. So that wouldn't work. And we're explaining it all away. And when we're asleep, he can get through to our spirit because our mind slows down long enough for God to get to us. Help us to hear. The second one is the word of knowledge. A spirit given revelation of knowledge unobtainable through natural means. It's supernatural information. God is omniscient, in other words, he knows all things, which he means he has all knowledge of things past, present, and future. Wow, if we really believe that, why do we struggle and worry and get anxious about the future? We really trust God in measures, but if we really believe that he knows all things, why do we wrestle with so much fear of the future? Because we're human, because we we often flip between a natural and spiritual mind and we listen to other people's advice and the enemy tries to throw a few snags in there and just get us all confused and worrying. But hey, the Spirit of God will bring you supernatural understanding. He will bring insight. He will bring that revelation that you need. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. God wants us to read and study the Word of God. It will bring wisdom and understanding. It will continue to transform your life. Many of you look back over our life since we've come to Christ. Our lives have been transformed. We're doing life better in so many ways. And thank God for that. And how awesome when you have the privilege of building a generation upon generation. You see it multiplied over generations. How awesome is that? 
That's the wisdom and knowledge of God. But then there are times when we need something supernatural for our life or for others. And Jesus flowed in it all the time. He demonstrated all nine gifts of the Spirit regularly. Let's look at a couple of examples. Nathaniel under the fig tree. Jesus calling his disciples and, and uh, Philip goes and brings Nathaniel. And when, it says, John 1:47. when Jesus saw Nathaniel approach, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me, Nathaniel asked Jesus. Asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you. I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. How amazing is that? Before Nathanael comes to meet Jesus, Jesus sees him under the fig tree. It might have been in the next town. He might have been praying and asking God for help, for deliverance for their people. And God saw his heart, said, you're a man without guile. You're, you're, you're a man of integrity and character. And so when he comes, Jesus reveals the word of knowledge, what he saw about him. Isn't that amazing? God knows your heart before we even reveal it to him. And he still loves us. That's a miracle. That's called grace. That's called double grace. That's called triple grace. Because some of us do the dumbest things. We make promises to God and then we walk the other way within a week when the pressure's on or when the peer pressure's on. But God calls us. He saw Nathaniel, had a word of knowledge that transformed his life and he became a disciple, a follower of Jesus. What about the woman at the well? This one always blows me away. John 4.18, the woman at the well comes, she's a Samaritan, Jesus is having a rest while the disciples go into town to get some Maccas to feed on the way through the journey. Jesus having a conversation with a woman about water, living water. What are you on about? You haven't got a bucket to get the water out of the deep well. And then Jesus says to her, the fact is, you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. She'd said, i thirsted and I can't satisfy my desire. Now, this is a word of knowledge of incredible insight, but it could have really caused shame and embarrassment to her. So Jesus did it with such love and kindness. This woman, instead of running and hiding because her shameful lifestyle was revealed, she ran back to her village and says, you've got to come and meet a man. He's told me all about my life. And they're all thinking, well, yeah, we all know about your life and the struggles you've had. And instead of hiding, she says, you've got to come and meet him because something's changed inside. So the word of knowledge revealed her broken heart but came with love and grace and hope. Instead of pushing away, she came towards. As parents, sometimes we've got insight but we've used it the wrong way and it's condemned and judged people instead of drawing them into grace and hope. That's the love of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will always be to redeem and restore, not destroy and judge. How beautiful is that? And so the whole village comes. I thought, wow, what an insight. There have been times when God's shown me things about people, and I've had to say, God, give me wisdom what I do with this. If I use this wrongly, I can destroy this person. Lord, do I pray about this? Do I speak to them? Do I speak to their pastor? I go into churches, other churches, and God shows me stuff that's happening in the churches as I arrive or before I arrive. I think, God, what do I do with this? But the Holy Spirit is so beautiful. And sometimes I haven't always obeyed because we're human. I remember years ago, we were on a, 
holidays in another city and while we're visiting this church, the Holy Spirit starts giving me a prophetic word for the guest speaker. It wasn't even the pastor of the church. I'm thinking, Lord, we're on holidays. I'm, not, I'm, I'm checked out. I'm not doing this today, Lord. Because I didn't want to get in a ministry mode and then we're, we had the kids and whatever. And I was just arguing with God. He wouldn't let up on me the whole service. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do a deal. You ever done any deals with God? No, you're too spiritual for that. He said, Lord, if he comes up and talks to me and the conversation goes that way, then I'll pass the word on. So I'm doing this little deal because I was, it was when I was a bit younger and I just probably wasn't as obedient. So sure enough, I'm feeling happy. We're having a couple with everyone. This guy walks up to me, says hello. I knew him a bit, but not that well. Asked me what we were doing in this town. We were on holidays. And then looked at me and says, you've got a word for me, haven't you? I said... I said, Holy Spirit, I give up, I give up, you know, I just, I thought, I'll never do that again, because he wanted me to speak a word of encouragement, someone who didn't know him well, was not aware of all his, and he looked at me and said, that's exactly right, God's, you're the third person who's told me the same thing, and I'm getting it sorted, I thought, Lord, help me never, if you do it with grace and wisdom, and I was a reluctant messenger, Thankfully, I wasn't as bad as Jonah and got thrown and swallowed by a whale. But, but sometimes it, it's awkward. It's the Holy Spirit, give me wisdom and, and show us what's happening. And often it's not as dramatic as that, but God will show them. And you've got to pray, Lord, what do I do with this? Get wisdom on it. The coin in the fish's mouth. I love this story. Hey, where's all the fishermen, eh? Matthew 17, 27. But so that we may not cause offense, go to the lake and throw out your line. Take the first fish you catch, open his mouth, and you'll find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Oh, what a, this would be a great way to pay our taxes, wouldn't it? Hallelujah. Down fishing every day, got to catch the big fish with all the money, gold coins in the mouth, and we'll be set for life. Doesn't quite work that way. But how amazing a word of knowledge is that? She said, you go and catch a fish, you'll have a four drachma coin, which is big enough to pay their um, taxes, for, they were sort of a temple tax or a population tax, uh, census tax, and mine as well, just to keep everyone happy. <laughs> wow. Isn't it awesome when God supernaturally provides? But he wants you to go out and work as well. He wants you to use your gifts and talents and not be just sitting down there throwing the line every day saying, here, fishy, come on, come on like Peter Ford he was went fishing a while ago up north and he came back to the boat the next morning and there's a 80 centimeter barramundi had jumped in his boat during the night and there was enough water in the boat to keep it alive so it was still fresh true story he's put it on Facebook some of you have seen the story a few months ago when he's in the golf cup and Terry I thought wow Peter you've got the fishing anointing that's just amazing actually jumping in the boat. So the caretakers of the resort, they come and took photos, put on their Facebook, and that's their promotional for their, the fish even jump in your boat up here. So, so <laughs> I thought, God. So God can do supernatural stuff, words of knowledge. Sometimes God will say, don't invest there, invest here. Don't get into partnership with that person. Step back and do this for financial provision. Words of knowledge. What about Paul and Ananias? Paul saw he was a terrorist of his time, throwing Christians in jail. God intervenes, knocks him off his horse, 
He's blind physically for three days. And then God speaks to Ananias, a follower of Jesus, and says, go and pray for, for this guy Saul and his sight will come back. And Ananias, he would have been resting saying, well, hold on. Isn't he the guy that's terrorizing, throwing Christians in jail and killing them? He was saying, is there any other, anyone else up there speaking to me? I want to make sure this is God. He gives him a word and I just says, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street. Ask for a man named, from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Wow, wow, wow. Everything in the natural would have said, this is crazy. This is dangerous and weird. He obeyed. God spoke to Saul, said, I'm sending a guy called Ananias. Spoke to Ananias, he said, go to Saul and I'm going to heal his blindness. If Ananias hadn't obeyed, we mightn't have half of the New Testament. That's an interesting thought, eh? Let's look at a couple more. We'll wrap it up, pick it up again next time. I love Elisha. 2 Kings 6.8 Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel after conferring with his officers. He said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the palace, on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded them, Tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of these officers. That's Elisha, the prophet who's in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Uh-oh. Sometimes we get into this deception and manipulation and think we can control things. God, in his grace and wisdom, can hear the cry of people that are oppressed and he can reveal what you say in secret. And the deals you try to do, God can expose them because he loves people. Wow. Wow, wow, how supernatural is our God? I urge you, don't live just in the natural. Do the natural life, relationships, family, study, life, hobbies. Let's be, let's be contagious Christians. Let us be blessed so that people get curious and say, how does it work for you? Why is this stuff happening in your world? Why even when you go through tough times, you still got a heart and a smile on your face. You still show up for work and you keep your heart right. How can you have peace in the midst of these storms? And then when the supernatural stuff like this breaks loose, it, it's a sign and a wonder. A sign always points somewhere and a wonder gets them wondering, is there a God who might be real and love me? The supernatural gifts of God will break through what other people can't. And I believe God wants to remind us, don't settle just for human reasoning. Don't settle for natural understanding. Let God touch your heart and be led by the Spirit. I love when God does the supernatural because it's so powerful. It is so freeing. I'll read one more because this is just powerful and we'll finish today. Samuel and Saul. 1 Samuel 10. Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him saying, Has not the Lord anointed your ruler over his inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rachel's tomb at Zebah on the border of Benjamin, they will say to you, the donkeys you set out to look for have been found and now your father has stopped thinking about them and is worried about you. He's asking, what shall I do about my son? Then you'll go on from there until you reach the great tree of Tabor. Three men are going up to worship. God at Bethel will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread which you will accept from them. After that, you'll go to Gibeah of God where there's a Philistine outpost 
As you approach the town, you'll meet a profession of prophets coming down from the high place with lyres, timbrels, pipes and harps being played before them and they will be prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. You will prophesy with them and you will be changed or a different person. Once these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do for God is with you. Wow, what a word of knowledge that is. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to write it down, wouldn't you? Couldn't remember them all. I pray that your life gets so free and full that when you're in your prayer, when you're driving to work, when you're doing life, you've got to regularly write down the things that God shows you because you can't remember them all. Some of you are just wishing you'd hear God's voice once. Hey, God wants to open your eyes to see and hear. You'll notice me on the front seat here. I often sit down while the worship's on because I have to write down the things God's showing me because I can't remember them all. And that's not showing I'm super saint. I've just learned to say, Holy Spirit, what are you up to today? What are you showing me today? What are you doing today? I pray your life shifts another gear to more of the life of the Spirit. These gifts are for all of us. Some of you are in awkward or difficult situations. You need a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Say, Holy Spirit, you show me what I need to know. And God will do it. Next time we'll talk about discerning of spirits, which is really powerful. Discerning right from wrong. Discerning what spirit is at work in a person. Is it the Spirit of God? Is it a strong human spirit that's out of line? Or is it an evil spirit that's masquerading as something else? We need discernment in the Holy Spirit. We've got to have it. I remember years ago, about two years into being here, about 14 years ago, we were in church. I looked out the door and a guy, a new guy and his wife walked in the door and as straight away the Holy Spirit spoke to me as clear as I've heard before. He says, that man, you've got to watch him because he's going to come and try and rip money off the vulnerable people in your church. I'm just looking at a new guy walk through the door. I'm thinking, Holy Spirit, what's that about? I was alert. I met him. Didn't tell him anything God had showed me. I just got to know him. Within three weeks, he had stolen $2,000 of a widow in our church. I couldn't believe how quick he operated. And he told this story about he had this missions work and I rang up a pastor that he told me he knew and I rang him. He says, he's a charlatan. He's ripping off people. And sure enough, the Holy Spirit warned me the day he walked through the door. I'm so sorry. I tried to cover and protect people, but he was so sharp. In three weeks, he'd stolen $2,000 under false pretenses from a lady. I thought, Lord. See, the Holy Spirit wants you to be aware and just see. And then I've seen the other positive stuff, like the day Sharon walked through the door. And I'm in the front seat here in the hall. I looked out and saw Sharon come through. They came in. Thank God you're at church, but you were one song late. I remember you walking through on the second song. And Sharon had been in and out of hospital, was seriously ill. And the, I looked around and saw her walk through, and the Holy Spirit said, Today's her day. That's the exact words. Oh, I got so excited. I said, Yes, yes. And the next question said, Holy Spirit, what's my part in seeing your, her day transformed? See, sometimes we get excited, we feel God speaks to us, but we don't ask the next question, what's my part in helping fulfill this? 
And I felt the Holy Spirit say, just wait until after the worship and then pray for her. So that's what I did. Called her out. And as soon as I remember I was standing here and Sharon came, as soon as I got nearer, the power of God hit her. And I knew that I knew she was totally healed. And that's what happened. She, they said she could never have children. And here's lovely Jess that they had before the year was out. And their story went nationwide. Was it on Woman's Day or Woman's Weekly? Woman's Weekly. National story. And it happened because God chose to heal her and I was just a part and I heard and responded. I'm just lifting your vision here, folks. Some of you have got more stories than I have because you've just seen God do amazing things. But some of us, don't be scared. This is a very exciting journey and it just, it just makes your life so exciting. Let's stand in His presence today. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.